With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, where the only thing goofier than beep up is aliens. <laughs> yes! Yes! Thank you so much to our listener, Charlie, for sending in that catchphrase. A wonderful catchphrase that I think, I think we both agree, Bebop, that one's going to stick. You just like that one because finally someone took your side. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly why I like that one. Well, I have a really good one here, Jonathan. Uh-oh. Yep. This one is from our friend Jennifer in California, and it goes like this. Bebop is the best. Bebop is the best. Jonathan is pretty good, but Bebop is the best. <laughs> Wait, were you supposed to sing that one? No, I added a little bit of the Bebop flair to it. Okay, well, all right, well, thank you, Jennifer. I like that one, too, and I appreciate being called pretty good. We also have a really good one from Layla from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, Finn Caspian, a dab-worthy podcast that puts a smile on everyone's face. I really like that one, and I really appreciate being called dab-worthy. Yeah, and we also have one from Judah, who is five from York, Pennsylvania. It goes like this. Finn Caspian. Lands on Mars. What is that voice that you're doing there, Bebop? Oh, it came with instructions to say it in a low, rough and tough voice. And that was your low, rough and tough voice? Yes, it was. <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. Well, these are really awesome. Thank you all so much for the catchphrases. We're going to keep testing these out as the season goes on. But we should really get into this episode. If you remember what happened in the last episode... The explorers had left Pym's planet with a little Gargabot that was supposed to show the way to the Magical Thieves. But just as they were on their way, the Magical Thieves appeared floating before the pod. What's going to happen in this week's episode? Find out in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 5, Episode 7, The In-Between. said Vale. Left! Turn left! I think Gargabot is showing us where to go. But they didn't have to go far. Floating in front of the explorers 
were the two thieves they'd seen leaving the Marlowe, the figures dressed in black. Abigail cut the thrusters of the explorer pod, and as their small ship began to drift, so did the thieves, floating right in front of them. What should I do? said Abigail. Should we try to talk to them? Or should I just hightail it out of here? Let's let them make the first move, said Finn. They came to us, after all. The two figures, who were dressed in black cloaks with black masks, continued to stare into the pod without moving or saying anything. Yep, said Finn. The first move is theirs. Just you wait. The pod continued to float, the two figures floating right along with it, keeping the same distance from the explorers. Any second now, said Finn. They'll make their move. The pod kept floating, and nobody did anything. Do we have some music or board games on here? said Vale. You know, while we wait for them to make this first move. Maybe I should just float out there, said Paige, who was still a cloud of light filling the pod. Maybe they're here for me. That's exactly why you shouldn't, said Finn. Okay, that's it, said Elias. I'm going out there. What? said Abigail. You? Why? Because I'm always the one who gets taken first, or kidnapped first, or goes missing first, or gets transformed into some weird other being first. But the last day or so, it's been Paige doing that over and over again. Being the first one transformed, the first one gone, it's not fair. That's my thing. That literally makes no sense, said Vale. Yeah, said Paige. It makes perfect sense, said Elias. Now, helmets on, 301, and please open the hatch, Abigail. Finn was about to protest, but Elias winked at him before closing his visor. Finn realized what Elias was doing. If he didn't step forward, Paige was going to be the first one out there, and Elias was protecting Paige by jumping in headfirst. That's how good of a friend Elias was to Finn and Paige. The explorers all buckled themselves in so they wouldn't float away and secured their helmets so they could breathe. Abigail opened the hatch and Elias connected to the ship by a short tether line, a sort of rope that extended out of the pod, swam out to where the thieves waited. For their part, the mysterious figures did nothing but turn their heads to watch as Elias approached. Elias was within arm's reach of them, and yet still no reaction. So, said Elias, you guys come here often? We don't have time for this, said a voice. Elias couldn't tell which thief had spoken. In fact, he wasn't sure how they were hearing him at all. Sound wasn't supposed to travel in the vacuum of space. You don't have time for my jokes, said Elias. Then why have you been standing out here all this time? You are wasting our time, said the voice. Elias looked back at his friends. Okay, said Elias. Then let's get to the point. You stole our robots, and we want them back. In fact, 
Time is our most precious item that we own. Time. Fascinating, said Elias. Now, back to our robots. You will hand it over now, said the voice. The explorers all looked at each other, then at Gargabot, who hadn't moved. That's not going to happen, said Elias. We would maybe consider a trade of this Gargabot for our robots and all of our documents and the explorer pod you stole and an assurance that we would never see you again and, you know what, some chocolate. How about that? The thieves said nothing. Okay, fine, not the chocolate, said Elias, but all the other stuff and we get that stuff first before we hand over Gargabot. Are we clear? In fact, precious is the time that we own. You sort of said that already? Said Elias, looking warily at the floating thieves. What are you talking about? Do not waste our precious item. Elias reached up and pulled on the hood of one of the thieves. The entire cloak and mask fell away, revealing a tiny robot, a small metallic creature that looked like a ladybug. Eep! Cried the creature, and it began buzzing around. Elias tried to grab it, but it was like a mosquito, dodging left and right, and it had little rocket boosters that allowed it to zoom around, while Elias was like a big, clumsy balloon, tethered to the pod and swatting at it as fast as he would if he were underwater. Get it, Elias, yelled Abigail. I'm trying, said Elias, but the little mosquito bot was now toying with him, dancing around, and while Elias was busy with that, the other cloaked figure dashed away, seemingly propelled by a similar little bot, but moving faster than Elias would think possible. Elias, get back in here, said Abigail, and we can chase after the other one. No way, stay there, Elias, shouted Vale. I'm coming out to help. Vale unbuckled himself from his seat and began floating out of the pod, holding on to the tether hand over hand like he was climbing a rope. Get back here, Vale, said Abigail. But Vale was already out of the pod and holding on to the tether, swatting at the mosquito. We have to close the hatch or Paige is going to float away, said Abigail. Not me, said Paige. I think I'm getting the hang of this. I can sort of keep myself together. Wish I could say the same thing about Vale. In his excitement, Vale had let go of the tether and, in trying to execute some strange, spinning, fly-swatting kung fu move, had spun himself straight away from the pod, well out of reach of Elias. Oh, you have to be kidding me, said Abigail. Forget about me, said Vale as he spun away. Get that little bug! But of course, the explorers weren't going to do that. And as the little bug flew off, Abigail reeled in Elias, and with just a few short bursts of the pod's rockets, they caught up to Vale and reeled him in too. I almost had it, said Vale. Did you see that move? I was like, ha ha, ho ha ha. And that little bug didn't even see me. And then I spun around and I was like, ha ho. But I just went a little bit too far and okay, yeah, I'm not even convincing myself. Sorry, guys, I blew it. But no one was angry with Vale. They were just lost. The thieves had been there and then they weren't actually there. 
and they were robots, and then they were gone. So weird, said Elias. They're supposed to be magical, but they sent robots to what? Scare us? Must have been, said Abigail. But if they have robots, why did they steal ours? Well, obviously something is wrong with the ones that they already have, said Elias. They were glitching or something. Those robots seemed more jumbled than Proto-Fessor. And at the mention of Proto's name, the troop all fell silent. They had come so far, but felt like they were nowhere closer to finding their friend. Gargabot is still pointing that way, guys, said Vale. We could still follow him and see where he brings us. I guess that's a plan, said Abigail as she turned the ship. But it was hard for the explorers not to feel defeated. Paige was still a cloud. Their friends were still missing. And now they had to contend with magic and robots? Oh, I'm tired, said Finn. Wake me up when we're there. I need a nap. Finn lay down and closed his eyes. Here, said Elias. Snuggle up with this. He tossed the cloak he'd taken from the mosquito bot, throwing it over Finn's head. The cloak landed on Finn, and Finn disappeared beneath it. Finn! Finn, where did you go? said Elias, but it was just an empty cloak on the seat. Finn could hear his friends, but he couldn't see them. Everything was pitch black, and his friends' voices were muffled, like they were coming from behind a wall. Finn, Finn. you saw him, he was right there. Guys, where did he go? He was right there. I saw him. Guys, guys, yelled Finn, but he could tell by the way they were talking and yelling that they couldn't hear him. Finn could feel he was no longer sitting in the pod, but floating in the blackness. (laughs) Finn heard someone laughing. Disorienting, isn't it? Strange to be there and not there at the same time, right? Who's there? said Finn. Where am I? Truth be told, I had hoped my little minion bots would have captured your sister, but... As you have already guessed, our technology is years behind yours, and my robots are unreliable. No matter, you will do just as well. Who are you? said Finn. Oh, I am sure you will learn my name in time. Why can't I see my friends? I can hear them. That will fade, said the voice. Soon you will be with me, and you will no longer need your friends. But let's give them one chance to save you. Guys, look, said Abigail. The mosquito bot had returned, and it was flinging itself at the pod's main window. Let it in, said Vale. I won't miss a second time. Don't let it in, yelled Paige. It's going to try to take back its cloak, and that's the only thing we have connecting us to Finn. Your friend Finn is now in the magical in-between, said a voice through the bot. He is neither here nor there, and soon he will be nowhere. What? said Elias. What do you want? Is it this Gargabot? You can have it. We only just got it. I want to test you, to see if you truly are 
the explorers we've been looking for. I want you to solve this riddle for me. Oh no, said Elias. Riddles are Finn's thing. They come to witness the night without being called. A sailor's guide and a traveler's relief. Then they are lost to sight each day without so much as the hand of a thief. All right, I am here with my son and editor, young Griffin Messenger. Want to say hi to everybody, Griff? Hi, hi, hello. All right, Griff, tell me, what did you think of that episode? 1% nothing. 1% nothing, okay. Which is equal to... About three more nines. Good episode. Okay. All right. Uh, did you have any questions for me? Um, what is that magical in-between? Yeah, what is that magical in-between place where Finn is stuck right now? It's almost like he's in one of Bebop's portals or something. Yeah. Like in the worm, maybe he'll find Loli in the wormhole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the idea for this is that that cloak was some sort of transportational portal or cloak that went over Finn, was meant to go over Paige and steal her away, but it stole Finn away. And now the only way to get him back is to solve the riddle, which after we read the story, we talked it through and you solved it. Mm-hmm. But no spoilers. Can I at least just say the story letter? Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we need our listeners to solve this riddle. If you think you know the answer to this riddle, email earth at fincasping.com, subject magic puzzle at earth fincasping.com. And if you can solve it, then we can continue the story. If nobody solves it, then we're stuck here in the magical in-between until somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> so email us at earth at fincasping.com with your answers. Okay, Griff. Now, what time do you think it is right now? Seven something? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're recording this at 7.42 p.m. All right. But but more metaphorically, what time is it right now? Um, 7.42 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That's right. It's art time. <laughs> All right. I want to give a special shout out to Rosie from Shootsbury, Massachusetts for this awesome birthday drawing she made for Griffin. Thank you so much, Rosie. Yitzi and Yehuda from Skokie, Illinois. Asher, who's five from New Zealand. Owen, who's six from Australia. Noah, who's five. Kieran, who's four from Burbank, California. Our pal Dagan Miller. June, who's nine from Bainbridge Island, Washington. Graham, who's five and a half from Rowley, Massachusetts. Adeline, who's eight from Long Meadow, Massachusetts. Benjamin, who's five, from Camarillo, California. Noah, who's seven and a half, from Ohio. John, who's four, from New York City. Gavin, who's seven. Ryan, who's seven, from Rowley, Massachusetts. Thor, who's eight, in August, who's five, from Pulsebo, Washington. Anakin, from Wollongong, Australia. Wesley, who's six and a half, and Maggie, who's four and a half, from Fairfax, Virginia. Nicholas, who's six, from Mukilteo, Washington. I almost certainly did not pronounce that correctly. Sorry, Nicholas. Our old pal Gopal. CJ, who's five. 
Charlotte, who's seven, and Grant, who's four. James, who is seven, from Flockton in the UK. Layla, who's 11, from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Laura of Massachusetts, who's six. And our pals Ted and Otis from Perth, Australia. All right. Thank you so much to all of those amazing artists. Now, Griffin, let's not look at a clock and tell me <laughs> what, <laughs> what time is it? 7.43. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's right. 7.43, otherwise known as joke time. <laughs> all right. Now, Layla, who is a full service listener this week, gave us a catchphrase, a joke, and some art. Her joke is is what is the biggest candy in outer space a milky way (laughs) that's great thank you very much layla and now we have a joke from ryan in raleigh massachusetts what do astronauts eat for eat for lunch what astronauts (laughs) awesome and now we have Elliot, who's six and a half from Bainbridge Island, Washington. What's a ghost cannon's favorite food? I don't know. Bamboo! <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Thank you all so much. All right. Thank you so much for all those awesome jokes. Thank you so much for all the awesome art. Thank you so much for the awesome sounds. Griffin, anything else you want to talk about today? <laughs> I take it that. Uh, no. Okay. All right. That's it, everybody. Listen, we're going to be back with a special bonus episode on Friday for a big announcement. So make sure you're refreshing your podcast feed on Friday for our big announcement. And we will see you next week. Griff, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for coming back this week. We have another riddle to solve. If you think you know the answer to that riddle, email earth at fincaspi.com in the subject, put magic puzzle so that I know what your email is about and I can sort them easily. I would really appreciate it. The Alien Adventures of Fincaspi is a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman. And for more information about the show, check out the show notes or go to fincaspy.com. And for more great shows for your family, go to bestrobotever.com. And we will see you next week. Huh. I wonder what this big announcement is. Jonathan never tells me anything. Hi, I'm Ava DeMary, and I play Brinley Pasternak on Six Minutes. We'll be back with more Six Minutes soon. In the meantime, binge season one, two, and three, and listen to Remy's Life Interrupted and GZM Rewind so you're ready. Going on a summer road trip, or maybe you're on a plane flying somewhere far away, that's the perfect time and the perfect place to binge every episode of The Weirdness. Arlo and Sierra are dedicated to exploring all the unexplained and weird phenomena in the world, like the Jersey Devil, the Kraken, mermaids, and more. Follow them as they set off on a mind-blowing road trip and jet-setting adventure across the globe to find out why the creatures of legends are disappearing. 
Search for The Weirdness. All episodes available now on Apple Podcasts or on gzmshows.com. 